Yo, Falcons Nation, this is your boy, Southview 706. This is the Untitled Falcons Podcast. We are the unofficial official podcast for Falcons Twitter. We got Gift Queen, and we got a special guest today, Dex. What's good, y'all? Hey, hey what's going what's on? Good, Thank everybody. you for having me. Oh, that was a bit mobile, though. Let's start off with uh, Dex. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is uh, this is Dexter. Um, my Twitter handle, uh, DexPC5. I appreciate you guys having me on your podcast. What's up, y'all? It's Gift Queen. Y'all know who this is. Follow me at Lethal Saint underscore on Twitter. You know what? Don't follow her. Follow me. She got all the followers. You know, I'm just I, I'm just a peasant. I'm just a peasant out here on Falcons Twitter. I'm just trying to thrive. You know what I'm saying? I'll let your boy out for 706. So appreciate everybody that checks out on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Definitely if you got an iPhone, you know, you're balling got the uh, at the Apple iPhone X or whatever, the triple XXX phone or whatever. Go ahead and drop that review. You know, let let people know we out here and share it with people. So I'm gonna jump right into it. Last week, last week's game. Damn, I cannot talk today. Last week's game was a doozy. I, in my head, while I was watching it when we won, I said it was an ugly win for an ugly team right now. So, but hey, by hooker by crook, we got the W. So, uh, give what were your thoughts in the game, man? It was ugly. It was a crucial win, but it was the ugliest win that I've seen in the last what year, year and a half. I just. It was pathetic to me. Okay, come on, man. First I of mean, all, look. Okay, look. Okay, look. I was gonna go to the game. I actually had plans to go to this game because I live in the area. But when I saw like it was gonna be a monsoon the entire time, I'm like, eh, you know, Falcons, you know, rise up. And I'm gonna save that little money to come watch y'all in Atlanta in the uh, brand new billion dollar playpen that we have. It is uh, climate controlled and covered at most times. So continue. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a monsoon, and we won in a monsoon, but golly, four fumbles? That was ugly. Like, it was just so nasty. The play calling, it seemed to be a little little better. Penalties were still there. We talked about that last week. If you want to hear me rant about that, go listen to last week's podcast, because I'm not going to rant about it again unless y'all piss me off again. Y'all didn't really piss me off this week because we won. We're not an um, outdoor team, like they say, but I'm kind of getting tired of that excuse of, oh, we're not winning or we're not playing as well because we have the dome as protection. Well, I'm tired of that excuse because the Jets, they caught the ball, they held on to the ball most of the time, a lot more than we did. What's the excuse? Do we need to deflate the ball next time, like the Patriots? Okay, you know that's that's uncalled for. I said it. I said it. Oh lord. I said it. I'm not taking it back. Pause. Back. Back. Back back away from the mic. Some you're like yelling. Goodness gracious. I I feel. I feel the passion. You know. I enjoy that, but I don't think the listeners want their uh, ear eardrums blown out. So yes, let's uh, you know, let's let's woosaw. Let's let's take a minute. Let's catch our breath. We got the W. Everybody. Sorry. I apologize. (laughs) So I mean. You know what? We'll we'll, uh, we'll let uh, Dex go next. He's actually not a Falcons fan. He is a uh, Packers fan. So if y'all want to go roast him on Twitter Boo. because we have because we have annihilated them three times the last fourteen months, feel free to go uh, add him at Twitter and tell him he's a bum. So what what are your what are your views as an outsider? You know, we got to get some different uh, some viewpoints because of course we are the unofficial official podcast for Falcons Twitter. But what, what are your thoughts on the game just on the Falcons in general from an outside perspective? I think the Falcons are suffering from a Super Bowl hangover. Oh my I god! Think you know what? You, you've you been uninvited. That Watch. is like the oh, come on, man. Get get this nope. lazy narrative out of here, bro. Like, come on, dog. But continue. Here, here, here's the reason. Here's my reason why. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna bring up the Super Bowl. You guys lived through it. It was a crazy, crazy, crazy game. But I think they're just suffering from the Super Bowl hangover of almost winning the big ship. And I think hiring Steve Scarcasian was a horrible, horrible move. This guy, I think he's still drunk. He didn't do good at USC. <laughs> he single-handedly calls Alabama the national championship game. I don't know why Atlanta went after him. And I think because of his offense, Atlanta hasn't looked the same this year. I mean, I've heard people say Matt Ryan doesn't look the same. Um, and I think that's adding on to some of the Falcons' woes. So one thing I'll say, but come on, man, but the man has a problem. You know, we can't, you know, everybody has their, their vices. Oh, yeah. 
But but to the Alabama point, I'm not going to say that he single-handedly blew the game because again, that is a that is a that's a weird situation. Like what the week of the national championship, you decide to fi- fire your offense coordinator who you've had for two years, and you promote a guy who was just a advisor of sorts to call the biggest game of the year. I, I'm not going to put that on him. I'm going to put that on. Uh, I'm going to put that on. Uh, what's the dude's name? Saban. Yes, Steve yeah. Satan. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick Satan. Sorry, when he left the Dolphins <laughs> that one time. But I'm not going to, man, that's that's on him. You can't, like, whatever beef you have with Lane Kiffin, you have to squash that to, to reach the ultimate goal of winning the national championship. I'm not going to blame Stark on that. But with the with the hangover thing, I don't necessarily think it's a hangover. I just think it's, again, a little bit of adjusting to Sark, and we've been playing some very tough defensive lines as of lately, and we've had injuries. It's just... It's just kind of the perfect storm, but again, we have stayed around the middle of the pack. We're four and three. We have opportunity to go win the game in North Carolina. Oh, I forgot to write this in the notes, but yeah, uh, shout out to them for uh, trading Kelvin Benjamin. Like, if we lose this game without Kelvin Benjamin playing against us, then we ain't shit. Then I will agree with the hangover stuff. But he. Even though he wasn't as productive as they thought he would be this year, he's still he's still nice. Like I got him on my fantasy team. He's he's a, a big body. He's he gives our cornerbacks trouble historically. So I, I think that's a another step in the right direction for us getting our season back track. Also with Zeke potentially being suspended when we play them the next week at home, you know this is a things hopefully could be on the up and up. I don't know why. Um... The Panthers traded Calvin Benjamin. That was something I found um a little crazy. But I mean, the, like you, the Falcons are in the middle of the pack. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they go going forward. Um, I, I do think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't know personally if they could get back to the Super Bowl like they did last year. I think last year they were red hot the entire year. I mean, even though I was a Packers fan. Um, even though I was a San Atlanta Packers fan, Atlanta was a team where I was like, if we face them, we're going to run into them and they're going to tear us apart. And that's what they did last year. By the first half, I gave up because it was 21-0. Atlanta just had that magic fire. And then this year, you don't see it as much. But it's still – it's only halfway through the season. Things could change. Yeah, so real quick – actually, Giff, you got some? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's true. We should have been up another like fourteen points. Roberts got that BS. Um, he didn't get the BS call, but he ran and scored for us, and we got that BS penalty of that block in the back. So that would have put us up seven points. Yes, and no, 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 no. First of all, you got to apologize about about Roberts because you were one I of did. the people. I did. Sla- okay, I did. Okay. I said Should- it on Twitter. I said, Roberts, I am so sorry. And then they took it away from him. I said, I take back everything I said. I said it. Someone go look it up like y'all be doing all the time. And But then they took it away. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, he finally got his stride, finally ran. We scored. And then they said that it was – I don't even know what it was for, but it was block. BS. He like, it was a block. The in the block. Back. A yeah, it was like he, he barely touched him. He, like, grazed him with his fingertips. And I'm like, what the hell? So with that, the rest weren't helping. And then we didn't take advantage of um, a couple turnovers that we got, which pissed me off. But, you know, it is what it is. It happens sometimes. That's it. Yeah, I think, I think even with that play, even though it didn't count, I still think that helped boost our confidence. And I think that's kind of the only thing that's wrong with us right now. We still have the talented players. We've actually added players to make our team better. But I think it's just that confidence. It's just like, hey, guys, we have that. We got to get our swagger back. And I think that game, that difficult game in the rain where, you know, Matt Ryan played excellent. You know, he had 254 yards, two touchdowns, total QBR 61.3, and a quarterback rating of 113.3 in a monsoon. Right again, I understand they had the the four fumbles. But, you know, it is what it is, man. I know that there people were saying on Twitter, like, oh, you know, this guy on Twitter actually was saying earlier in the game, we should find the tweet, but he's saying like, oh, well, well, you know, the Falcons are garbage. You know, why are they fumbling so much? It's not affecting the Jets. And I quoted this tweet and I said, yet. So second half when they had that, that punt, the dude went, it went through his hands. And I was, I put a, uh, 
what is the thing it's called? It's like a, a magic ball emoji and quoted the tweaks. I'm like, yeah, like it's a matter of time that it's going to catch up to them too. Like it's just part of the game with the elements. So it, it happens. We just happen to get ours earlier in the game and they happen to have theirs when it, you know, they didn't need it the most late in the game, deep in their territory. They fumbled the ball and that kind of seals the deal. Even though we didn't get a touchdown on that drive, which is absurd, but that's, that's another argument for another day. Just to wrap up that game, if y'all don't have anything, I, I took some notes. So just watching the game, first touchdown pass. I believe it was either first or second down on the one-yard line. Again, like I said on the podcast and maybe the podcast before this one, I'm not a person that gets mad at a play based on the result. I get mad at the play or the play calling based on the call or the situation. So even though we scored a touchdown on a broken play to Austin Hooper, if you're that close to the red zone, in the rain, where you've already had issues with holding on to the ball, why do you take the risk of running a, I believe it was some sort of bootleg or some of Matt Ryan to move the pocket and throw to Hooper when, A, the ground's bad, you could have slipped and fell, you could have fumbled the snap again, it could have hit Hooper like it did earlier and him not catch it, bobble off somebody, somebody catch it and catch it and run it back or become an interception. Just play safe. Run the right. ball. Hat in the hat. Hey, hey, guys, we need to get one yard. Let's put Devontae in there and go to work. So I, I didn't like that call. Yeah, that scared me too. And it's, he luckily Hoop adjusted himself. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because he ran out and then he adjusted. But it scared me because he was like almost directly behind Toy Lolo. And mm-hmm. I don't trust Toy Lolo's hands. And Toy Lolo kind of went up for it, but barely. I was like, oh, Brick my hands. God. Brick hands. Please, please, please don't mess this up, Toy Lolo. Please don't mess this up. But luckily it didn't. And that's my other issue is like, Okay, you were like kind of right behind him. If Torlolo would have messed that up, we'd all been mad at him if he would have caught it. You know, yeah, you know, this that was just too much of a risk for me. Just, just some more observations. Usually uh, on PFF, Mac Rates is one of the top centers in the NFL every week, but just from the eye test, he was getting his ass whipped. Whatever, somebody look it up again. You know what? We're not experts. But neither are y'all, so whatever. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Wh- whoever was in front of him was whipping his ass like he was giving he him was hell. Fast. Fast, so fast. It was it was crazy. A couple yeah. of those um, fumbles resulted in him, you know, basically sticking the ball up his butthole because the guy was coming so fast. He was like, mm-hmm. get it out, and then trying to block him. Also, like, the we also got the red zone. The Julio Faye, I feel that this is now the coaches kind of listening to the fans too much, kind of like the old uh, the, the, the free Roddy game. I was at that game. It was a coach game where the – First drive of the game, they threw Roddy White the ball three straight times, inexplicably. Yeah, don't listen to the fans. I understand we want, we want uh, Julio to get in the end zone, but as you notice, we won the game. He doesn't score. Nobody cares. It's not a huge issue. It's just when we lose it, he doesn't score. People want to make it a big, big deal. Hooper's catch, he got to catch the ball in the end zone. You should have had two touchdowns, drive my fantasy team. You got me 14 points. You should have got me 20 points. I'm going to give you a pass because it was raining. But you got to catch that pass. You know, I'm not going to give you a pass. You're a professional player. Catch the ball. You did everything right this time. You tried to catch the ball with your hands, not your chest. Yeah, it just it just bounced, bounced off. So, your boy Desmond Trufant. I was watching him. I was like, you know what? True with all the U's. Hey, man, he might be false this year, dude, because he is getting – he doesn't seem to have it right now. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, that injury last year, I don't know if it messed him up mentally but he, he sometimes doesn't seem to be uh, doesn't seem to be all the way there. Right. And someone said, they said he conned us. They're like, he scammed us out of our money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what Whoever a lot said of the, that retweet me. Yeah. There's a lot of the announcers saying like, why didn't we just let it play out this year and then either franchise them or, you know, trade them or part ways with them. Uh, Sanu was my MVP of the game. Like starting at the end of the game late in the half with that great touchdown catch. Again, all y'all Matt Ryan haters. That was an excellent throw in the rain with the wet ball. That ball had zip on it. It was perfectly placed where only Snoop could catch it. And that's another one of those things with having big receivers. Like, again, as much as we like Gabriel and uh, Justin Hardy, if you're not like six feet or higher and you can't stretch your body to have that catch radius, you can't make those plays. So that was an excellent throw. Better catch behind Sanu. I had a big yep. showing out in Jersey, uh, 74 yards, I think, in a touchdown. Uh, yep. Oh, it was Muhammad Wilkerson. Duck. He, oh, was whipping, yes. he was whipping Alex Mack like some cheese, Chris. Like, it was out of control. I was like, bro, like, damn, dog, you're supposed to be one of the top centers in the league, but 
again, those guys on the other side of the ball can play to make plays too. So it was a good matchup, but he, he had his number. Sarkeesian, like another drive that Freeman early was not in the game. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get him in the game on early downs. Also, Sark. So, guys, you know, we were mad about the uh, infamous jet sweep against the Patriots. I was equally mad on third and one that we decided to throw a screen in the rain to Tyler Gabriel across Matt Ryan's body that looked like it possibly could have been tipped or intercepted. So, dude, third and one, hat in the hat, man up, put Freeman in the game, get one yard, keep it moving. That's a that's a dangerous play. Like, maybe, maybe I can understand that they ran it because the pass rush was getting to us a little bit and we haven't really showed that look that game. But at the same time, it's third and one. Put Freeman in the game. Put an extra tight end in the game if you have to. Run the ball, get the first down, keep it moving. So I, I right. think we might have to vote what, what is the worst play, the jet sweep or the screen on third and one. I'm, they're, they're pretty neck and neck to me. That going for two, I, that was a very questionable call. I was like, bro, like what? Just kick kick the extra point, dog. Like, yeah, like Matt Bryant, his legs are fine. I don't know. Some Dan Quinn, you can look it up. You can research it. Since he's been the head coach of the Falcons, his game management has always been at, at times questionable. I don't know if it's him trying to be risky or be aggressive, but I look at it as being questionable. Like you that there was really maybe some football expert might tweet me like, Oh, well, you know, if X, Y happened and blah, 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 blah. You might have to go for it. But I feel it was too early to be chasing that. Like, that was unnecessary. Just take the points and keep moving. Trust your defense. The last thing I had was the the big jersey connection for the game. So, again, Muhammad Sanu had a big game. Rucker star from uh, South Brunswick, New Jersey. Also, Dan Quinn, big win for us. We need that win. He is from Morristown, New Jersey. And, unfortunately, Todd Bowles is always looking silly on the sidelines when they take an L. He just looks like he's, like, lost in space. Just like He just has the wildest blank look in his face, like, bro, like, what is going on? He is also from Elizabeth, New Jersey. So, shout out to Jersey. Jersey held it down. So, y'all was representing. But, yeah, that's that's my – that's those are my thoughts in the game. Where do y'all want to go next, Gift Queen? I guess I could shout out some uh, y'all's – crazy hot takes yeah 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 yeah. let's 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 go you know this would be interesting for Dex. like this is this is what we we're telling you about falcon twitter i don't know if green bay packers twitter is like this but we have the most finicky wish-washy sometimes uninformed ignorant fans that i can think of and it's just just let me know if these sweets come around uh packers twitter so all right so first one is from at king proven i don't know p-r-u-v-n oh says, i think we talked about that guy before on here oh have we well, he's at it again. He says, Matt Ryan has got to go. When we really need a play to be made, he folds. Oh, boy. A bunch of exclamation points. These, these are, are quote-unquote fans. Yeah. Games changed, and we need to do the same at QB. Yeah. Then we got – what is this guy's name? That's T-E-R-E-N-I-U-S. He says, I will make a child – and give it in a trade for Kyle. <gasps> He's referring to Kyle Shanahan. I already told him he also needs some help. Why would you give your child for Kyle? Ugly ass Shanahan. Wow. Why you to bring his list to this bitch? But that man live, man. He probably has a wife and kids, maybe. I don't know. Oh, well, I can't stand him. All right. Next, Marcus C-O-P-O underscore. He said, I would prefer for Matt Ryan to wear gloves next time it rains. With four fumbles, he definitely didn't take it serious. Now let me pause for five seconds and let him know that they showed on national television on the sideline every time after he fumbled, him and Matt would be working on it over and over and over again until they got it right. So... He did take it serious, so shut up. Watch the game. I, I question some of these people. Like, do they actually like watch the game, or are they like you know on Candy Crush or something? Right. And look up, look up every once in a while. Like, oh, oh, I hate, I hate Matt Ryan. Like, Matt Ryan's a good, a good quarterback. I mean, great quarterback. He was, he's the MVP from last season. I mean. Ask Baltimore fans about Joe Flacco. I think they trade for Matt Ryan in a second. I, I, I don't think they can put all the woes on Matt Ryan. 
Right. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you said that. So, uh, so Matt Ryan and uh, Joe Flacco were drafted in the same year. Matt Ryan won the Rookie of the Year and took his team to the playoffs where they lost to Arizona in the wild card game. Another trivia fact is all the teams that Matt Ryan lost to up until last year, well, it's actually the same thing. All the teams he lost to in the playoffs either won the Super Bowl or went to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Cardinals, Giants, Packers, and I might have missed one. Yeah, he's only been to the playoffs, I think, three times, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody will correct me or whatever. But all the teams that he lost to have either gone to the Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl. So that that's interesting tidbit. Yeah, man, all the – you know what? I'm not going to lie. Part of the reason I, I wish we'd have won that Super Bowl is so I could have got my hot takes off on Joe Bumass Flacco. The only thing that Ravens fans can say about Flacco versus Ryan is, oh, well, he's got a Super Bowl ring. I got a Super Bowl ring. Bro, Joe Flacco is basura. He is trash. He is hot garbage. Dude probably has like 300 yards passing, and it's been like nine games. And y'all paid this to $100 million. For what? Yeah. Truth be told, he shouldn't even won the MVP in that game. Should have went to, uh, damn, the receiver. Uh, damn, receiver pro returner guy. Y'all know what it is. Uh, not Bowden shouldn't have been one of them because Bowden had hot Bowden had hot hands. It was uh damn it. Jacoby Jones. Jacoby Jones ran back like a punt or a kickoff, and he had like a long touchdown reception. So he he pretty much bailed him out. But yeah, man. He he's yeah, he probably the most overrated quarterback of all time. So they're like, oh well. I'm like, look, if Matt Ryan had any of those defenses that Joe Flacco consistently had, we'd, we'd be having a different conversation. Matt Ryan has had a good defense last year, maybe this year. So let's let's not do that, Ravens fans. Y'all have a seat, and uh, y'all enjoy y'all's lives post-Joe Flacco when y'all are even worse than y'all are now. But um, to, to the point about people, the guy talking about Matt Ryan and whatnot, Matt Ryan actually had a pretty good game. I want to shout out to uh, Splits McGee at splits mcgee he said matt ryan doesn't get the credit he deserves the hell of what the haters say and he added matt ryan and to his point in that game even though it was a terrible game with all the uh, bad snaps and turnovers or whatnot matt ryan had one of his highest rating passing games of the year even in all those bad circumstances and those are the things that people don't look at they just look at the Oh well, another another fumble snap, another blah 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 blah. Matt Ryan trash, Matt Ryan's trash, but it happens. We still got the W, and we're still in a good position to make the playoffs. Like uh, on twenty three dropbacks with no pressure, he had a 90.5 percent actually one touchdown, a quarterback rating of one hundred eight point six. In plays under pressure and ten dropbacks, he had a higher quarterback uh, accuracy rating another touchdown, and a higher pass rating of 111.8. So this is all in the rain. And this is the one thing that I think is going to – I think this is part of our offensive woes going to – our offensive woes are going to be fixed due to the fact that we scored 25 points in a very sloppy, ugly, rainy game. So I think this game will give our offense the confidence to get back on track as far as hopefully getting closer to the 34 points a game we averaged last year. I'm not saying we'll get there. I think we can hit 25, 28, maybe 30, and give our defense some time to rest. We'll be all right. Agreed. But I think I think oh, the no, problem with like oh, oh, I was going to say I think the problem with Matt Ryan and this this might sound like a hot take is I don't know if he's mainstream enough. Like that's why I don't think he gets the credit because when you think all right, best quarterbacks in the league. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, Drew Brees. And I think Matt Ryan's right up there with those other guys, but I think Atlanta doesn't get as much credit as they should, and especially Matt Ryan. That's why I, I think last year that Super Bowl would have really helped solidify um Matt Ryan as like this is an upper echelon, upper great tier quarterback. Um, I, I, I'm sure you guys know as Falcons fans, he's been doing it all along. But I think for everyone else in the country to be like, yeah, no, Matt Ryan is top five, maybe top three best quarterback in the league. 
I think that's why sometimes Matt Ryan gets some flat, I think. That's true. I mean, again, like, the people that think like that and don't actually watch the game, like, a lot of people, and this is one thing that pissed me off for, like, websites like the Breach Report, who I blocked, and other dumb publications. Like, <clears throat> the narrative that they'll paint is that we lost the Super Bowl because Matt Ryan choked. Matt Ryan had damn near a perfect quarterback rating in the Super Bowl. Like, Matt Ryan wasn't the problem. Like, I don't, I don't understand, but but it's the hot take and it's the funny thing. Like, oh, Matt Ryan chose. Let's make a picture of uh, Julio giving him the Heimlich maneuver. And, like, come on, dude. Like, I understand y'all to get y'all's retweets and clicks or whatever, but y'all are just spraying the ignorance in football that makes, you know, sports Twitter not fun at all. So yeah. sometimes it makes it fun. But right. let, let me get off one more, one more bad tweet, man. My guy, Uncle Mook, man. Do you, you follow Uncle Mook? Yes. I think. Uh, I think you do. I think y'all were interacting. So he is Uncle Mook at Spiffy My Spiffy Miyagi. That's funny. Mook, come on, bro. I know you're better than this. I don't know if you're having a bad day or whatever, but this man said, why y'all won't trade us cousins for Matt Ryan? Oh, my God. I didn't now, see that. Yeah, man. Like, dude, first of all, why? Okay. Let's put this in perspective. If Kirk Cousins is such a great quarterback, why hasn't he been signed to a long-term deal? Why was he franchised two years in a row? If he's an excellent quarterback. Think about that. Doc, Kirk Cousins stares down his receivers like nobody's business. Like that. You can watch the games. Just, you know he's going to throw to and the DBs know too. So, again, these guys that want Matt Ryan gone, if Matt Ryan got hurt for the rest of the year, like, we'd be shit out of luck because there's nobody coming to save the day. Exactly. Like, the quarterback is the hardest position. Quarterback is the hardest position to play in the league, and we have one. We have a great one. We just need to put some respect on his name. Okay, bro. This dude, Georgia boy, at underscore Kimo Sabi. Kimo, wow, you can't spell. Well, maybe that's how you spell. Kimo Sabi 2. This dude said, if we had a chance to get Thomas Deku back, would we want him? Bruh. Dog. Uh. This dude went to the Panthers and didn't even start, dog. Like, that dude was washed. He had his little hot moment, and we had a nice little tandem with him and William Moore. But those days are dead and gone, bro. Like, why would you even say something like that? That's disrespectful to the god, Ricardo Allen, man. Like, y'all gonna stop disrespecting Ricardo Allen, too, man. That dude right. lays it on the field. Again, we know he's not Eric Berry, but he's one of those guys that, you know, helps us be able to sign players like Don Terry Post. He didn't have a huge contract, along with the other younger guys we have that don't have big contracts. This is how you build a team. Yeah, it's, it's sexy to try to sign Eric Berry, but when we start having other holes, i.e., you know, maybe our right guard, maybe our left tackle. Sorry, Matthews, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of hit and miss sometimes. But, but when you have holes like that are important to keep Matt Ryan off his back, but you got all your money tied into a free safety where you can do it by committee, just have a, you know, a true band of brothers and players that can do it as a unit as opposed to one guy, then you'd be like, oh, well, Matt Ryan sucks, or oh, the GM sucks. Which, to me, Shroff, I'm not going to lie, overall your track record is garbage. I don't know how you made the cut when they uh, fired Mike Smith, but you know, shout out to whatever fire news you have of Arthur Blank. But yeah, let's 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 not do that, guys. Let's just chill. We're four and three. We got a big game this week, and I think we're gonna pull it off. I think we'll pull it off. So yeah, actually, so we gotta go to the good shoutouts. So let's let's shout out this uh, Miss Tribbles. What's what's good? What's good, Tribbles? Tribbles, y'all know who Tribbles is. That's it's underscore T-R-I-B-B-L-E-Z. She will be on the podcast next week. Next week? Let's move play Carolina, right? Whatever. Yeah. She'll be here with us then. Y'all know she's crazy as hell. I know she gives us fire hot takes, and she gives off great, wonderful comebacks, especially against Falcons haters. She will be here with us next week. So y'all need to look out for her. Yeah, shout out to her. Her uh, her uh, Twitter name is, and it's hilarious. I love it. I laughed when I saw she changed it. It is Section 8 Wealth. It's <laughs> at its underscore triples with a Z at the end. So, yeah, shout out to you. You know, she said she's going to bring the high take. She's going to bring the heat. She sets it off. She's setting the bar mighty high because we shouted her out like 10 times. Triples, 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 triples. Better be lit. She'll be on here. Falcon's Twitter, y'all look, know who she is. Look, Falcon's Twitter, if she comes on the podcast and lays an egg, I need y'all to roast her viciously on the timeline. <laughs> I need y'all to slander her. I need y'all to put her in Wendy Williams-type memes 
of her just oh, you know falling out. <laughs> Shout out to you. I'm I'm actually excited. I love this is one of the parts of the podcast I like. This is why we are the unofficial official podcast of Falcon Twitter. Is that we we that's what we want to do. We want to interact with y'all, have y'all on. Get y'all's hot takes. Like we had a guy. Uh, let me shout out this one dude. I know we gave. Uh, we had this one guy for a bad tweet last week. Uh, he was talking about. Uh, I think it was the first episode where he commented under Matt Bryant's photo on his birthday, talking about kick the ball further than his age. Uh, his oh, name yeah. is Oh Broken Falcon fan sixty six. Was good, bro. So. Oh man, actually speaking, <laughs> speaking of him, I got this last. I got this last tweet. I got to tell you. All right. So he quoted this guy, Darren Rope, some shit. I don't know. Some shit from New Orleans. Says Falcons blew a 25-point lead Halloween costume spotted in New Orleans. He quoted the tweet, and he said, let me get my Hurricane Katrina costume out (laughs) since y'all want to be petty with y'all corny asses. (laughs) You know what? That, you, rede- you redeemed yourself because, I mean, hey, man, Petty has no limit. You saw what they did to Wendy Williams. As soon as she passed out, the timeline was flooded. Like, you know, you got yeah. you gotta, you gotta to stay uh, – you got you to gotta stand. You got to protect your neck in these Twitter streets. But shout out to you, man. Again, that was funny. you were clowning Matt Bosher about his birthday, but I didn't see that same energy when Matt Bosher was booming the punts against the Jets. So, you know, make sure you keep it a buck, Broken's Falcons fan, 66. <laughs> but he's also going to come on too, so – like I was saying, this is the yep. cool part about this podcast. We want to be the podcast for Falcon Twitter, DBN, you know, kind of the, the underground Falcon Twitter. We're not the typical boring sports experts, you know. Again, I'm not an expert. I know I know a decent amount about football, but I can't quote you the stats of, you know, Matt Ryan in 2007, game three, third down. I can't do that stuff. But Google can, so God bless. Yeah, right. <laughs> so... We got a big game this week, like we said, against the Panthers. Good for us. They uh, traded Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, yeah, Dex, you were saying you didn't understand why they traded him, right? Yeah. So even coming from his Florida State days, he always had an issue with weight. Like, he would show up to camp at, like, 270. Like, that to me, that doesn't show a commitment to the game of football. Like, granted, I understand that you get down the weight or whatever, but maybe that time you're spending losing that weight, you could be – focusing on running crisper routes or, you know, spending more time with the jug machine. Again, I, I don't know his routine. Maybe he, that's just how his body works, but just, you know, a hot take, you know, put the donuts down, you know, put the hot wings down, spend more time with the jug machine, and maybe he would have been sent to another team, a very cold team, probably a better team. But, again, that, that kind of helps us out big time. So, True Front and Alfred should have a, should have a good day, hopefully. So I don't know. I, okay, Funches isn't a burner. They don't have Greg Olson. Uh, they're trying to make McCaffrey the white running back god. Like, yeah. again, he's like got eighty catches for a hundred yards or something like that. Like, cool. He's impressed me. I'm not gonna lie, dude is quick. He's pretty good. He's better than I thought he would be. But I, I feel that the NFL was trying to make him a thing before he was a thing. Like, I, I think if they had their way, he would be the rookie of the year offensively. First, I thought I was going to go to Kareem Hunt for the Chiefs. Now it's definitely going to Sean Watson, who I picked off He's the bench. Balling. Who I picked off the waiver, not even the waiver. Yeah. I picked him off free agency in fantasy football, and he scored me 35 points or more every week. So God bless. Yeah. You know, I had to, you know what, funny about fantasy football, I actually traded Matt Ryan this week for uh, Muhammad Sanu. So there we go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's that's part of the reason. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a tough fight game, as division games always are. Again, we're facing another excellent defensive line. Hopefully, we can get it get it together. But I think if we can do what we've been saying we want to do, feed the running backs, feed Freeman, free Coleman. I'm not gonna lie, I was mad as hell that drive that he scored the 80 yard touchdown. Like the play before he scored the 80 yard touchdown, I think he didn't get much yards. I was like, yo, why isn't Freeman in the game? Why is Freeman in the game? Whoops! Oh shoot! Huh? That. That, all right, there we go, Colby. So, I, you know, I have my moments too, but again, I'm not, I'm not mad that he scored. I'm just like, yo, Freeman should be eating carries. I don't know if he was hurt at that point, but early downs, I'd like to see Freeman in the game, to be honest. He does have a shoulder injury. Yeah, they said it's not, they say it's not going to miss any time, but I mean, I, I like Freeman to get a bulk of the carries and maybe try to get Coleman more touches in open spaces 
as far as like being a receiver out the backfield or maybe screens to him. So they got to find creative ways to get these guys to the ball. Man, I, I don't even think in my head, like, I'm pretty sure I can maybe scheme up a couple plays that involve maybe, I don't know, man, put Gabriel in the backfield, split out Coleman. It's going to be a mismatch either way you slice it, man. Like, linebackers can't cover him. What do you think about this week's game? Do you think we get the W? You know, well, how do you think this is going to shake out? Let me get y'all's hot yeah, takes. Uh, must win. Well, at least one of the Carolina games is a must win game. I still think my prediction is we're going to win one or we're going to lose one because they're, they're not bad. Uh, Kevin Benjamin out being out is going to help, definitely. Uh, we just got to keep the penalties down. The defense seemed to be, if you look at, if you go to NFL, the YouTube, their YouTube channel, and you look at um, the highlights that um, both of our teams had, you can see our pass our uh, DBs, they were definitely getting in. They were honing in on um, the quarterback a lot more, a lot quicker. It's just he had open open guys to throw to. By the time we got to him, you know, he released the ball in, in the open field with nobody really covering except for that one play that Alfred um, was on their number 11, whoever that guy is. And he kind of got slightly toasted on that play. But I think we'll be fine. I think we have the chance to win. I'm 70% sure we may win. And if we lose, I'm not going to be pissed unless we really lose in a very ugly fashion. You know what I'm saying? If it's a fight to the finish, then I'll be fine. But if we lose in an ugly way, then, you know, I'm going to be on here next week going off. But I think, you know, one and one is going to turn out with Carolina. I think I think it can go. I, I think this – the rest of the slate, you're looking at the final eight games, two versus Carolina, two versus Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and then you got Dallas and Seattle. Um, I think Atlanta could probably they'll probably win this game. I'm I'm thinking maybe a nine and seven or ten and six record. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but um I think it's gonna be one and one with a lot of the division rivals, and then you got Minnesota who's uh red hot. And then Seattle, they're kind of a fickle game. And then Dallas, Zeke is out, but Dallas is a tough, tough game. So, I don't know. It's a tough uh, slate for Atlanta coming up. That is true. Uh, I predicted – it's on my Twitter. If y'all can look it up, it's deep, deep in my Twitter sphere. I had us going – I think I had us going 12-4, and four, which I'm not going to lie. If we wanted to drop them bum-ass games we lost, I think we'd have been closer on track to doing that. Yeah. But as far as with the Panthers – Honestly, their offense at this point now without Benjamin is going to be purely Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can get out on them early and force them to really be 100%, make Cam turn to super Cam, that's what we want. We want him making risky throws. We want him making decisions to run the ball and get smacked like he did last year on the goal line by Deion Jones. We want it to be all Cam because Cam cannot do it by himself. And now without his biggest threat, his, actually his second threat because Olsen's been gone almost the entire season, they're essentially down to bare bones. But, again, we cannot forget Cam is a league MVP. He did what we couldn't beat in the Patriots. So they're always going to be a threat. But I think we do what we need to do as far as getting out on them early, controlling the ball, and hopefully getting a turnover. And these are all cliches. I mean, every team wants to do this. But we know we have the talent to run these guys off the field because we've done it before. Now, I think we'll win this game. I think we win on the road. I think we'll win at home also. Like, I, I usually have a splitting also. Like, just that's just how it is. You know, it's hard to beat the same team twice in the season. But if we could sneak a road win late in the season where these games are going to be really big, really crucial as far as coming down to the division race at home, the dome uh, – not the dome, I'm sorry. It's always going to be the dome to me. But the Mercedes-Benz yeah, Stadium is going to be rocking. So, I think we can really uh, – if we can get this one, I feel we can sweep them. And I think that will give us the confidence – we play the Saints to do the same. So that, that's, that's my prediction. And back to the Seahawks. Man, the Seahawks are – Russell Wilson balled out this week. But, man, they, they have issues. They have serious issues. So, But the record, you know, your Archer record says you are. They're, what, 5-2? and two? So yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see, them, we'll see them later on the line. But I think they're, they have too many problems with the offensive line. If we can hit our stride with our pass rush, I think we can uh, – make Russell Wilson turn to Super Russ, but the thing is with Super Russ, Super Russ will beat you. So that's my only fear. I don't I don't think Seattle 
is the the big grave threat that they used to be in years past. I know they're five and two, but I, I think there's just something going on with that team. I mean, I think ever since that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots, where Pete Carroll didn't give the Marshawn Lynch to the one yard line, I think that team has been going off the hinges. They lost some um, key free agents, Richard Sherman, um, who I like. He he, you know, he's talking a lot in the locker room. Um, I think that locker room is coming unhinged. I think you're seeing the downfall of Seattle. And Carolina, Cam Newton, I don't know where his head at. I mean, recently he just, like, walked out of a press conference. I mean, he also had the whole debacle with the um, the woman reporter, which I thought was, was dumb why he, he would even mock the woman reporter. I, I, I don't know where his head is at. And I, I think that's also because of the Super Bowl hangover that the Panthers had last year. So, there are two winnable. I, I think we're Carolina, Seattle. Yeah, you don't know what teams you're gonna get, and I think that's Atlanta's benefit. You may have just Cam who might ball out, or you might have Cam who's just still in his head and tries to do too much, and so it's a fifty-fifty chance. Interesting, you brought up the uh, Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl, and I said this on Twitter before. We never hear about that as much as we hear about the only. And, and uh, guys, okay, we will leave, but it was a game that was overtime. So they kind of mentioned that also. It was at the end of the game, it was tied. It's just an overtime we lost the game. Seattle Seahawks call, it has to be. It has to be the worst play call in NFL history. Mm-hmm. And we never hear about that. Whenever we watch Seattle games, they never bring up, like, oh, well, Seahawks, they made that terrible pass on the one yard line to blow the Super Bowl. We never hear that narrative. Never hear the that. players do. Yeah, but the media. That up and that that'll that'll live a lot longer yep. than the Falcons lost. And I think I think part of it is, is that the the rivalry with the NF, NFC South teams because you see that like the Panthers and the Saints make petty shirts and petty signs or whatever, and that's why it kind of lives on now. But that was truly a great terrible play. Like I remember watching that at the house. I jumped up and started yelling like, "Yo, like this really just happened? Like, are y'all serious? Are y'all serious?" And I actually had a conspiracy theory about that. What they did want to happen is they didn't want Marshawn Lynch to score and then be the MVP and have him in the, the commercials talking about I'm going to super, going to Disneyland. They didn't want that they didn't want that Negro with his gold teeth and his dreadlocks on the television right. talking about I'm going to the soup, I'm going to Disneyland boss. They didn't want none of that stuff. So that, that's my little my theory on that. Speaking about conspiracy theories, all right. Dun, dun, so, dun. You know, I'm not th- uh, throwing some uh, X-Files music out here or something like that. But, uh, Dex, you've seen that um, this week, the 49ers head coach, mm. Kyle Shanahan, and their GM, John Lynch, former uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers great, they uh, they traded for the Patriots backup quarterback. Jimmy G. Jimmy, exactly. Right. So, I, I know – Hey, man. So Giff said that there was a couple of conspiracy theories from some Falcons fans. So what were they saying out here in Falcons Nation? Okay, first of all, we've been known that SB51 was fucking rigged, okay, for Brady uh, to win. All right? Yes, I'm saying it. All right? First of all, we all saw in the overtime touchdown, it was not a touchdown. But you know down. what? It's, it's, it's time to be. It's time to. It's time to be honest. It's time to be honest. I'm not letting it go. Oh, y'all blew that. They were gonna score. You know what? The only reason listen, I say listen. the only reason I say it's not fixed is because that Julian Edelman catch was like the that was that was like as lucky as the uh, David Tyree catch on the side of the helmet. Dude literally had five dudes draped on him, and not one of those guys to swing a hand, an elbow, a leg, a knee, a helmet, something. To knock the ball from hitting his hands, like that was just an excellent, an excellent lucky catch, and that was all she wrote. So it's a conspiracy. Anyways, what okay. are the conspiracies you got? Oh, that Kyle blew it to get Jimmy. They made the trade. What's I'm gonna say? It said that uh, Bills at halftime. Bills like, hey, you want Jimmy? Blow the Super Bowl, and you got him. Okay, that's the, basically the whole thing. I mean, he did take out Freeman, and his excuse was that he didn't like the way Freeman was running in the Super Bowl. Even though Freeman's been running like that probably his entire career, which has been great for us. Exactly. But you know what? Yeah, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, Dex, okay. what, what are your thoughts on this trade? 
Well, I got I gotta go on that just that theory just real quick. I, I mean, as an outsider, I, I thought Atlanta the coach just kind of played not to lose, and I've seen it before because the Packers coach does this all the time, where you have a big lead and then he'll just like do certain plays where you're like, why are you not running up the score to make it out of hand? Because once the clock hits zero and you have more points than the other team, you win the game. That That's my theory. On the trade, um, I think it's good for the Niners. I don't know why New England made that trade. Um, Tom Brady is going to retire soon. I don't think he's going to play till he's like 45 like he wants to. I think Jimmy G was waiting, uh, willing to wait till Brady retired. And I don't think there's a, a good backup quarterback for New England. What if Tom Brady goes down next week? Who do you have, Brian Hoyer? Come on. I, I, I thought that was just very silly by New England. Um, I honestly thought that this was going to be Brady's last year. Um, and I think once he retired, Garoppolo was going to take over. And then New England just moves on. So good for San Fran, bad for New England. So to your point, I actually think had we won that game, we could have retired Brady because the narrative changes big time after they win that game because he didn't look great the entire game. Like oh, Brady oh. Jarrett was getting getting after his ass. Yep. You know, he threw a, he threw a pick six and it looked like, hey, this guy is done. But again, they win the game, the media, the narrative changes, oh psycho Tom, greatest of all time, which he is not. But that's another debate for another day. So to my conspiracy theory, right? So this this is this is a so you know, get prepared, get some water, you know, get some uh, some iced tea or something like that. All right. So this goes all the way back to before the Super Bowl. This goes to the media availability, right? So the Super it, 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 one has to happen to the other to make my hot take true. So remember when uh, Kyle Shanahan lost his uh, book bag that had the playbook in it, right? Yes. Uh-huh. I'm so pissed. Cool. So my theory is, my wild theory is, he quote-unquote lost his book bag to the Patriots on purpose to give. And like y'all said, they're like, hey, if you lose, y'all can have Garoppolo. So now Garoppolo has the Falcons offense, which they run in San Francisco, and he knows the playbook. So if Garoppolo comes out and just balls out like he has had control of this offense, like he's ran it his entire life, then I'm going to say, hey, you know what? These guys really pulled the ultimate fucking jug on us, dog. Like, they really finessed it because there's no way if he, if he comes out and throws for like 500 yards or four touchdowns, I'm like, yo, dog, how you know this offense? So, hmm, playbook mysteriously disappeared for a couple minutes. Hmm, Kyle right. Shanahan's your new coach, and now you're his new quarterback. Hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my theory. I, I feel it goes way deeper than just, you know, I lose the What? Yeah, that's oh. my hot take. Let me know. Let me know. South 706, let, let me know what you think about my take. Pretty hot. Caliente. What if this is a this is a reach? It's a strong. It's a really strong. Mine was a pretty big reach too. Wait. Okay. So what if Tom Brady decides to retire next year, right? And you know, Bill, he's not gonna be like sitting there with a crappy team. He's probably gonna retire with him. And what? Oh yeah. yeah. They promote Kyle and Jimmy back. They send him back to New England, and Kyle's the head coach of New England with Jimmy as a quarterback. Huh? Mine was a hot take, but this I, one was just like... I said it was a reach. This one is like not... You, you're reaching with uh, Mr. Incredible's arms. Like, I did. Bruh. Look, I said it, it was a long reach. That, no, no, it's not uh, Mr. Incredible. It's his wife. Get it together. Really? How do, how do you not know this? Because Fantastic Four is a terrible movie franchise. That's yes. why. Mr. Incredible? I'm talking, about, I'm talking about The Incredibles. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Fantastic Four, dude. Oh, nobody cares about that. I erased that from my memory. I, I reclaimed my time after that movie. Reclaim my time. I didn't even see it yet. Like, I heard it was bad, but like, I almost want to see it to see if it was as bad as everybody said it was. But I, it can't have been that bad. But it, it, it was pathetic. Yeah, Garbage. Shout out to the city of Atlanta. They're at uh, the Avengers uh, Infinity Wars right now. So they got like streets blocked off, y'all. But 
yeah, those are our uh, views. The unnamed podcast for the Falcons, the unofficial official podcast of the Falcons. Shout out to everybody who listens. Definitely drop that rating on Apple Pie. No. Comment on SoundCloud. Shout out to Tribbles again. Tribbles, Tribbles, Tribbles. I see you SoundCloud page commenting. So again, yeah. share it with your friends. Share on Facebook. Retweet. Highlights. We're interactive. Give Queens all, all these gifts off. And I'm always on there. You know, I'll be lurking sometimes, but I jump into conversation here and there. So yes, y'all uh, follow next, him. We pre- yeah, 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 yeah. Send me like one. Send me like you know ten of your eight thousand followers, so I can feel like I'm a. Like I'm with somebody, you know, so I can raise my self-esteem in these new, <laughs> these new days and times where, you know, social media defines you. So, you know, right now I'm like, you know, I'm just like sad inside. So y'all guys uh, hook a brother up. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Dex, we appreciate you coming on. Shut thought your Twitter ad real quick for the people. Yep. It's uh, Dex PC5, D-E-X-P-C5. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Definitely, definitely have you on again. You were actually better than I thought you'd be. So shout out <laughs> to you. Y'all Falcons fans, y'all go follow him. Show him some love. It's all love out here on Falcons Twitter. You know what I'm saying? So, also, we need somebody to help us figure out a hashtag for our podcast. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, whoever gives us the best one will give away something, a shirt or a hat or something like that. Don't act like y'all are too good for a $30 hat or two hard times out here in the street. So, oh, just to close out, we won the games. My assigned new football and helmet, so I feel that uh-huh. the curse has been lifted, and I can keep my uh my merchandise. So maybe we'll maybe, maybe we'll see the maybe we'll see the shotgun here or there one day. So, but yeah, <laughs> this is uh the uh, unnamed Falcons podcast. Uh, I also do another podcast every Monday, the committee podcast, where I'm not allowed to talk about the Falcons, but we do talk about other stuff. So. Definitely check us out. We're gonna have Gift Queen on there because we I, I definitely have some things I want to discuss with her. She's very interesting. So Uh-oh. and you know, maybe we can uh, bring Dex through too. So oh yeah, it's about to get lit. So but yeah, uh this out three seven oh six. Uh be out. Peace. Peace. Peace.